Welcome to The Talent Scout. I'm your host, Shane Keen, and I'm a recruitment advertiser with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the reverse of our podcast name. Every week, I'm going to give you a snapshot of some of the recruitment issues we're all facing, along with the occasional healthy dose of sarcasm, and maybe even some solutions. Before we give you access to the rest of this podcast, we would love it if you could take home this assignment, complete it, and make sure you're the right sort of listener for us. How much can you ask of a candidate? Well, much like everything in the world of recruitment, it's a bit of a tricky question without a clear-cut answer. That's because, I guess the answer is not much, but what that not much might look like is different depending on the seniority of the role or where your candidate is in the recruitment process. Your brain may have already gone to the simplest of solutions. We won't ask anything of our candidate. We'll interview them based solely on the resume they submit and hire based on a combination of both. Well, first of all, good luck. That's a lot of work. But secondly, even that may not work. Ask too little and a candidate becomes uninterested. It doesn't feel like they're earning the role. Ask too much and a candidate decides the role isn't worth the work. As an example, when I first arrived in Vancouver, I interviewed for another organization before Scout Talent, and uh, it was awful for a whole host of reasons, but something that stands out to me in particular is they only asked me two questions. I spent an entire day preparing for this interview, and I was only asked two questions. The first being, walk us through your resume, and the second being, can you use Excel? That felt disrespectful. I'd spent so much time researching the company and really psyching myself up and preparing, and then this is all that I was asked? They offered me the job and I declined it. Candidates want to feel valued. They want the chance to sell themselves. They've psyched themselves up for it. But they also don't want to carry out a long case study for you and essentially feel like they're giving you all the valuable work for free. So it's all about striking a balance. Let's step-by-step our way through a recruitment process and talk about how much you can ask of a candidate. At the very beginning, a candidate hits apply on your job description and they reach the first hurdle that we put in front of them. Virtually all of us will ask a candidate for a resume. Now, most people will have a resume ready to go, so that's not too much to ask of a candidate. Lots of us will ask for a cover letter as well and further information from screening questions. This is where we can start to lose people. Cover letters are often rarely read. Even if they are read, they rarely give useful information. They usually give what the candidate thinks we want to see, which is often not what we want to see at all. Screening questions are great to a point. The average candidate is happy to answer some screening questions, usually up to about 10. But after that, you'll start to lose them. And after your third or fourth long-winded text box question, suddenly your talent competitors who are looking for the same person, start to seem so much more appealing. But worst of all, the greatest sin, nothing is worse than screening questions that duplicate the work of a resume or cover letter. Nothing irritates a candidate faster than having to type in their employment history while also attaching a resume. There are always better and more useful questions that you can ask than please outline your relevant experience. An example I like to use when looking for someone with leadership experience is, please tell me about a time that you led a team or motivated a team towards a specific activity or goal, and how did you go about getting them there? 
there are different ways you can find out about this candidate's experience and what makes them a good candidate for your role. This brings us on to interviews, which already in themselves asking a lot. Given that it may involve multiple conversations with multiple people, there's a lot of energy and a lot of time involved there. It's a huge ask, and truly that shouldn't be underestimated. If you're asking someone to essentially sell themselves to you for a portion of their day, you need to respect that ask. For more senior or technical candidates, it's certainly acceptable to ask them to prepare a short presentation, but keep it very specific, concise, and relevant. This, of course, brings us on to take-home assignments. For some roles, they're very relevant, but they're certainly not relevant for all roles. If you can't justify why you're asking a candidate to carry out an assignment, then you need to take that assignment out of your process because you're going to lose candidates with it, especially the good ones who will know they don't need it in order to get a good job. If your assignment is role relevant, it can be a really effective way to keep candidates engaged. Just make sure it's useful. There is nothing worse than wasting both a candidate's time and your own time as well. Once you're down to your shortlisted candidates and you're carrying out some culture fit interviews, this is where you need to start bending over backwards for your candidates. These are the cream of the crop. By this point, you want them in your organization, so make sure that they feel that. If they're meeting the team for breakfast or having a walk around the office, make sure you work around their schedules and give them the royal treatment. This is where you can ask the least and potentially lose the most. Personally, I think we should be making things as easy as possible for our candidates. They have all the power, and that's not going to change anytime soon. If there's a part of your recruitment process where you ask a candidate to complete a questionnaire, form, test, assignment, whatever it is, and it's not giving you tangible results that you're using, then you need to drop it from your process. Everything you ask of a candidate must be relevant to your organization and the candidate themselves. If it's not, then not only are you wasting a candidate's time, but you're wasting your own. Talent Scout is a Scout Talent production. If you've got a challenging role that you're struggling to fill or an applicant tracking system that just isn't meeting your needs, then the Scout Talent team can help. The Talent Scout podcast is hosted by Shane Keane. Researching is by Mark Sheehan and Shane Keane. Production and editing is by Mark Sheehan. For access to all of the recruitment content produced by our recruitment specialists, including in-depth free webinars on everything from hunting that purple unicorn to best practices for interviews, go to www.scouttalent.ca and follow the resources link.